I'm Kim. I'm Megs. Welcome to the Atwoods End Podcast. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> Why are we here? What have I done? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? Like, it's so obviously not. <laughs> You're just uneducated. It's not that bad. I don't know, is that even a word? Welcome back to the Atwoods End Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Megs, and this is episode 16, Credulous. So this week's episode is going to be really fun, I think, because we're really just talking about urban legends and superstitions. And we named this episode Credulous because it means having or showing too great a readiness to believe things. And I think that's a really great way to kind of talk about both of these topics, because oftentimes I feel like with both, you know, they're associated with this very thing with, you know, how <laughs> how ready you Gold. are to Be, just... How, yum, 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 yeah. yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm definitely, I think I'm a, a critical person in some ways, and then in some ways I'm far too gullible. Like, there are, like, certain circumstances where you could tell me literally anything and I'd probably believe you. <laughs> and then there are certain things that I'm like, I'm gonna need to research that. <laughs> I literally play this awful game with my, my youngest sister where I'll just tell her the stupidest made-up facts ever and just try to get her to <laughs> to believe them <laughs> we were on a walk in the winter and she's like where did the fish go and I was like what you don't know that I'm like they literally migrate into the roots of the trees by the river bank like are you stupid you didn't learn that in grade six and she was like shut up <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying that's funny okay so I guess like besides trying to trick your sister into believing facts do you think or would you consider yourself to be a superstitious person so not like a live my life by superstition by any means because like I'm not really worried about those you know universal consequences fat chance I'll ever pick up a penny because I hate copper which like side story I, <laughs> I, I literally celebrated when the penny went out of circulation and I was like fuck you Why? what do you have against copper ah uh, the smell really just actually maybe I shouldn't share how you could torture me but it would have to do with copper like the smell is just so disgusting to me that people would throw pennies at me because they thought it was funny and then like wait side 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 story for a while I was finding in my car door like you know when you open the door and you look down and there's that little crevice that the door would normally cover when closed yeah I was finding pennies there and I wasn't putting them there. And I was like, is this some sick joke? You know, who's doing this? Oh, that's um, some like wi- witchy stuff. Well, no, I looked it up and it's like, this is how you get targeted <laughs> for for. Oh theft. my God. And I was like, holy fuck, Honda Accords are literally the most stolen cars. And so I was really stressed for it. Nothing happened and it eventually stopped, but it was just kind of. That's so scary. <laughs> it was. And I was like, yeah, like, pennies will be the best. I, I'm not laughing. That's just <laughs> scary. <laughs> Yeah, so whoever, whoever it was, the penny lever. Yeah, if you're if you're listening, person who was trying to steal Maggie's car. I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so basically, like, it's there. It's a small portion. It's, like, I don't know. I think it's fun. I almost don't think of them, like, later on when we kind of get into them. Like, I, I didn't realize how many little superstitions I do kind of keep, too. But, like, you know, why not? Like, it's fun. You know, what about you? Yeah. Honestly, like the same, not really. Like I wouldn't say there's a lot of superstitions that I follow, though like I definitely like knock on wood when I'm talking about something that hasn't happened that I don't want to happen. <laughs> Just because honestly, like I, it's worth the precaution. <laughs> 
I feel like everyone does that though. And like, I also say white rabbits three times at the start of every month, which is, it's meant to bring good luck. And it's always just been something that my mom had said to do when we were kids. So we like picked it up from her. How British of you. And like, <laughs> yeah, well, apparently I was, I was Googling it actually last night when I was like prepping for this episode, because apparently it has some origins with the Royal Air Force bombers that during World War II, they would say white rabbits three times before they like did anything else and it was supposed to keep them safe for the day. My great grandmother told my mom to say it when she was a kid and I'm not sure if that was like a connection to the war that brought her saying that. But yeah, like my mom will like legitimately text my brother and I three white rabbit emojis on the first of every month to like remind us to say it. I feel like somebody's older brother in the Air Force was also putting up pulling a prank on their sibling being like you have to do this. Well it's linked to like do you you ever like when you were a kid did anyone ever tell you how like when you're sitting around a campfire and the smoke blows in your face you're supposed to say I hate white rabbits? No. (laughs) Yeah you're supposed to like if the smoke blows in your face you're supposed to be like I hate white rabbits I hate white rabbits I hate white rabbits and the smoke's supposed to like move in a different direction it obviously does not work. Kim now that was (laughs) if I have the power of the wind you're gonna be hearing a lot about it. (laughs) Yeah because that was a thing that I was told at camp when I was a kid. Yeah anyways that's an aside. Do you have any superstitions like that or is there like a particular favorite one that you've kind of followed your whole life? Yeah so I mean like when I was first thinking about it I was like I'm not superstitious and then I was thinking about it and I was like oh man I actually have a lot of them and so like knock on wood that's that's a classic never open an, um, yeah. an umbrella indoors you'd have to be a heathen never have shoes oh God, on I do that the all the time yeah I open umbrellas inside all the time to Are dry you them crazy Kim that is yeah I like literally like pop them open in the front room that, <laughs> that is just the weather gods just they're gonna get angry with you you're gonna get smote by, by lightning <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so never have shoes on a table, which I don't know where that comes from. Like, I grew up in, like, it a... It just pr- sounds gross. Well, yeah, that is, yeah, from, like, a <laughs> common sense point of view. But, yeah, I don't know where that one comes from. I grew up in a predominantly Italian-populated area in Ontario. And I think that's one that I picked up from, from like, grandparents that they were like, you, you can't do this. And not that I ever did. I don't know how that one came to be. I wonder if that has some sort of, like, linked coroner's... And like Ew. you know how like a lot of superstitions are like, really like Death. I know it's it's supposed to be bad luck to see like a priest before you. We just talked about this in the we last episode, didn't we? Like Kim, seeing, this is where you got I was gonna say, <laughs> wow, I just learned this really recently from our own podcast. Yeah, we were just talking about this. How like seeing a priest before you go on a voyage is bad luck because like priests do funerals. So I feel like the shoes on a table could be similarly linked, like something about the coroner yeah maybe. like you you being on a table when you're with your dead. shoes on yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah and then there's you never gift knives or you never accept knives without exchanging a nickel because it's bad luck and so if you exchange a nickel then that way it becomes a purchase rather than a gift and there's hanging horseshoes upside down because who needs luck to pour out no one <laughs> that one you know shakespeare <laughs> play the scottish play so when i was like a, kim no you're not allowed what i thought you weren't allowed to say it when you were doing the production i performing Macbeth Wh- for you <laughs> okay you're, you're stressing me out <laughs> why take that chance like life is a theater <laughs> that one scottish play well yeah that one i was legitimate i was a bit of a theater kid in, in high school on that one 
I was just like a theater kid and I just read too much and I was I was I was the lead in a play in my final year of high school too so I I took it all in I was you know the cinema (laughs) and so which actually did you know that apparently Shakespeare pulled the wording from from real incantations and then a coven of witches were like hell not and then that's why the play is considered to be cursed oh i didn't know that yeah so it's real shit kim you don't fuck around with that anyways but like (laughs) i swear it has to do with actually performing the play it does it does you're not supposed to say it inside inside of a theater or theater in general and yeah performing it there's always you know different bad things that happen when you're actually putting it on which why right why do that are you just trying to kill someone because that's a really great plot for murder just hire yeah okay Uh, noted (laughs) 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 it's funny how I don't know everyone seems to have kind of superstitions that they that they follow consciously or subconsciously and like or they're kind of different you know rabbits whatever but we both <laughs> have someone and like I wonder why like where does that come from why that is well it's funny because I was actually thinking the same thing and when I was researching like for this episode I got curious about why we're superstitious psychologically why do humans come up with superstitions because it's one of those things where you see it all through recorded history but it's not something that just you know it didn't just show up in like the 1980s all of a sudden everybody got superstitious and just like stayed that way (laughs) it's a weirdly like weird time man (laughs) yeah 80s were big for superstitions it's a weirdly huge trait and like you said we all have little quirks and things that we follow like avoiding cracks in the sidewalk or like just even specific rituals we follow like before a job interview maybe there's like a song you always listen to or like something you do before a sports game or like a lucky water bottle or like you know whatever so anyways what i found is that there's a certain part of it that's linked to our desire to like be in control of a situation Ah. essentially the more unlikely an outcome is the more likely it is for us to be like oh that happened because I walked under the ladder or like because that black cat ran across my path rather than like come to terms with the fact that something unexplainable and like unimaginable and whoa unimaginable (laughs) happened to us it's easier to come to terms with the fact that we could have done something to avoid that situation right. than understand that something, you know, completely outside the norm just happened to us. It, like, gives us that feeling of control. The other part is that we also have a negativity bias. So when something bad happens, we're more likely to blame it on things outside of our control. But when something good happens, we're more likely to be like, oh, that's because I worked really hard or, like, yeah. <laughs> I did the right things and that's assume hard. it was luck. Yes. One of the examples I saw when I was, you know, doing my reading was that the Boston Red Sox blamed their 86 years of losing the World Series on what they called the curse of the Bambino, which was <laughs> basically a curse that they they received as a result of trading Babe Ruth to the Yankees. And when they did finally win the World Series again in 2004, they attributed the win to like better management and a strong team. Even though they lost for 40 years, like that was the curse. But as soon as they won, that wasn't like the curse lifting. That was like they just worked hard, you know? So like... <laughs> Those two things Which, basically control and desire to blame, I guess, like negative circumstances just to, to and things more. outside of us. Yeah, because we're not yeah. really good at just being like, ah, it happened. It's funny too that they, the, what do they call it? The Bambino, the Bambino curse? The curse of the Bambino, yeah. Yeah, Bambino in Italian means child, which is really funny that they didn't like... <laughs> 
<laughs> whoever's like, let's call it this, you know. I wonder if it's because it's tied to Babe Ruth, like yeah, Babe, Babe, yeah, and Bambino. I guess yeah. that's probably why. And like that, I got so cursed doesn't sound the same, you know, because that's well, I yeah. guess that's not even Babe, but that's like boy. Also, swinging back to your or linking back to the black cats, I know I I read some really sad black cats are just the the least adopted from shelter. So everybody go get a black cat because they look like little panthers and their teeth are oh funny. God, yeah, black cats are cute. You know, you can dress them up as a bat for Halloween. Like there's a lot of pros to it and <laughs> yeah speaking of I actually when I was like again I don't know what I was reading yesterday so like I don't have a source for this but I was reading something that was saying that there was a pope in like the 13th century who decided that cats were super unlucky and so he just like staged a war on cats and was <laughs> like everybody kill the cats we need to abolish them some people blame that for the rise of one of the plagues because there wasn't enough cats to kill the rats Sometimes it pays to not be superstitious. I just feel like he probably he was, had a dick and... of a cat because, you know, I love my cats, but they're dicks sometimes. And, yeah. you know, you could wage war against cats. It just, it, it makes sense. War on cats. Yeah. It's a new war on drugs. <laughs> Which, like, there is a war on cats right now, too, again. Now we have the opposite is that we have too many cats, feral cats, like true feral cats that can't be brought inside and it's also interesting too that cat cats never were domesticated to the point of like an inability to survive the same way that dogs were you know because like you throw a cat outside they'll probably with some exception it was like really fat cats that don't do anything but most cats would be able to function and survive on their own Mm -hmm. but interesting how that those two domesticated animals you know cats are still like fuck you i'm not being fully domesticated (laughs) kind of thing (laughs) but yeah like so speaking of like superstition super fuck superstitions (laughs) do you think that they then really like you know we're also talking about urban legends like do you think that that there's a tie there like a connection there you know the whole idea of like it happened to a friend of a friend of a friend and you get both you get both in like an urban legend and you know they're they're warnings against something or like they direct you to follow certain behavior in order not to suffer the consequences of of your actions or like you know a beast coming after you which i guess in itself is a kind of superstition right yeah i think so to a certain degree like they're both really about like explaining the unexplainable and directing people's behavior a little bit like under this idea that you're avoiding some terrible fate or years of bad luck or like i don't know whatever the result is for you not following the specific rule that's being set out but i think where superstitions direct your behavior you have urban legends that kind of show us what it is we're really afraid of or like what the concerns are so it's like almost the superstition tells us what to do but the urban legend tells us like why we're doing it right in a way yeah no for sure and then like you have another whole section of urban legends that are almost like mythology meets you know monsters meets yeah un- it, it gets it's down a, to like, like unexplained folklore. yeah 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 it's, it's, it's like a specific stream of folklore i feel like urban legends <laughs> and like it reminds me of back in the days of msn like the chain letters that used to go around in grade six and it was always like this huge story like someone playing bloody mary and then they disappear and if you don't send the email to the 27 of your closest friends which who had 27 close friends in grade six <laughs> who you could badger via email that she'll come to, to get you too and I mean, I'm I'm partially blaming the non-forwarding aspect of, of 
2006, 2008 <laughs> for as being the main reason for many of the hardships that I'm experiencing now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those? Yeah. Or like, it'd be like, your crush is going to call you and tell you you suck if you don't forward this to your entire grade. And you always had to scroll like eight minutes to even get to the bottom of the email. And you're just like, oh my God, who even sent this to me in the first place? And like, why caps? I don't know. Why caps and, and lower letters and different fonts? And so and- many like little asterisks, floaty things as you scroll <laughs> down. Like there'd be these huge gaps of just like spaces where you had to scroll. Honestly, the area of chain mail was a simpler time. But <laughs> I, and being on, I like, feel... Yeah, sorry. Go on. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I feel also with like MSN, you know, we do have a few younger listeners. Hello, everybody born after 2000. MSN was the glory days. You would spend hours on the computer hoping that, you know, so when somebody came online, this little box would pop up on the right hand side and you could customize your name, what you were doing, if somebody, your phone number, all of these things. And there, there, I wonder the reaction for us, you know, not mid 90s babies. If somebody played that sound or certain sounds that were yeah. prominent in MSN, what would that do to you? You know, would you be stressed? Would you be sweating? Would you be excited? Do you remember when like people would log on and log off and log on again just to like <laughs> try and catch someone's attention and be like, message me. <laughs> hey. I logged on 16 times for your benefit. <laughs> yeah. You know, people, it's like so obvious because you can see them like disappearing and reappearing every three seconds. Yeah, but I mean, I tested the whole chain letter. I had one that was, like, very specific, and I was like, okay, scientific experiment. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> so very, you know, grade seven of me to to record yeah. the data of the day. Testing and, like, the theory. <laughs> Did the data of the day. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's alive. I'm doing good. Everyone's, everyone's accounted for. You're, like, going around the house with the checklist. You're like, mom? <laughs> How's my crush doing? You know, <laughs> uh, maybe that that'd be a good story too. Crushes of crushes of of elementary school and high school. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, yikes! It'd be a funny, a funny episode. Yikes! Right? <laughs> That's what we call the episode. Feel- yikes! <laughs> yikes! <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of classic urban legends though. Like I know you mentioned Bloody Mary. Do you have one that stands out or that's your like favorite urban legend? I think I have, t- I have two, not just one, but okay. um, I love, oh, I don't love, my goodness, I'm not calling anything on here. The Arizona Skinwalkers <laughs> and the- Okay, Skinwalkers is maybe next to panties the grossest word I've ever heard. <laughs> it is It is terrifying. I'd and... like to go back to our words episode and change my answer. <laughs> it all links back to that episode. We'll have to do like a round two of that episode eventually because there's so much more that we can kind of dive into without becoming yeah. a full-blown this is about words podcast <laughs> you know everyone here who's like let's hear about your love life and we're like no 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 the origin <laughs> of this word yeah so it's the arizona skinwalkers and then um the chubacabras i don't know if you've heard of either of them i'm i'm ready i am well yeah, i was gonna say i'm i have heard of chubacabras before but like i don't have a lot of knowledge so i would like you to explain both to me please okay okay uh, we'll start with the chupacabra uh because you already know it so i'll give a quick recap cap if if anybody's listening and they're like what silly ass word is that so basically it is spanish for the word goat sucker and the first kind of tales (laughs) (laughs) because goat goat sucker just made me laugh favorite word (laughs) my new favorite word goat sucker anyways so the the tales of of this beast first emerged in like puerto rico in the late 1990s and it's basically at first because there's different accounts in different parts of of central south america and 
and going all the way up in, into parts of the U.S. They were described as a, a bipedal creature, about four or five feet tall with large eyes, spikes down its back and like these long claws. And it was responsible for killing and draining the blood of livestock, which is where that goat sucker name name comes right, from. Okay, right, okay, that makes a lot more sense. And then later on accounts, like after the 90s into the 2000s, you have accounts of more of like a hairless, very large dog and it wasn't on two legs anymore that it was on on four but very like scary very you know kind of looking (laughs) and um, there's this whole i think there's even a documentary but there's this whole like account report of them trying to like hunt it down and apparently people have found them which i'm like i don't i didn't see anything (laughs) in uh i feel like that would be really big in nature like those like yeah i feel like it's also probably like those do you remember old like circuses and stuff would have like the mermaid but it would actually just be like like a mummified the cat with like a fish like sewn onto the end of it like a weird taxidermy thing and they'd be like it's a mermaid oh actually okay speaking of mermaids because i used to love like polish folktales there there's a famous mermaid who who is like the on the national or the on the one of the emblems of, of Poland, one of the cities, and Polish it's Serenka, right, which is mermaid. But I was really into them as a kid. Like I used to just draw draw the shit out of them. That they were didn't really think of logistics because now I think of mermaids. I'm like, eh, not really for me. But I was reading a paper a couple years ago, and one of the findings was talking about mermaids. Like, okay, so you know, a lot of these tales are based on some sort of natural like an actual existing thing and then you create a whole story around it but the idea of mermaids or one of the proposed explanations was that there used to be these these fish these like deep diving really you know think finding nemo you know those the the fish with the little gangly thing that that was bioluminescent so something along those lines like really horrifying and the face of that fish really resembled that of a person and it was like long and like icky and it would throw itself onto ships and people yeah. were so surprised and they, were, they it looked like a person it looked it resembled a humanoid type being and so they would get really close and the ship would literally take sailors down into the water like it would grab a hold of the sailor and then somehow get back in the water which seems a little far-fetched for me but it does it could explain you know if you have some sort of weird looking fish that can that hunts people or, or has an understanding of that then that really like bleh. So I thought that was cool, you know, because like mermaids, other than like Ariel, who have you seen The Little Mermaid in the last couple of years? No. You should watch it again because I watched it again and and there's a part, a famous line, which is like, Daddy, I'm 16. I can make my own decisions. (laughs) You know, I'm like, you're an infant. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Right. The whole premise of the movie, I'm just shaking my head. But yeah, so that's that's the, the chupacabra slash mermaid slash going off topic but the the skinwalkers so i was like kind of first introduced to them there's this really amazing i not science fiction but like mythology based series by author kevin hearn and it features atticus who is an old world druid and he's basically found a way to kind of he has like a immora um immortal immortal tea like like say a more uh, you know what i'm trying to say immortal he's immortal yeah he's basically brewed a tea that keeps him immortal and so he's been around for like thousands of years and in this series all the deities of every culture and every religion they all exist and every monster that you've ever heard of they all exist and it's really some of the best storytelling that i've ever kind of 
read or I actually listened to them and I highly recommend them in the audiobook format where how, how do you explain everything these stories that exist how do you bring them into you know the 21st century and a way of making everything real in like a logical like oh that definitely makes sense you know and, and it's part of the idea is that if there are people who believe in certain gods that's how they get their powers and you know you learn about the Tuatha de Danann which are you know in Ireland and it's just a really interesting read but anyways in that book series they that's where I was kind of first exposed to the skinwalkers and so basically in Navajo culture a skinwalker is a type of it's a witch who has the ability to turn into possess or disguise themselves as like an animal and oftentimes these witches evolve from you know living their their lives as as healers and guides and old school scientists and they chose to use their powers for evil and it can be either male or female but more often than not they were male and they would walk freely among the tribe during the day but then secretly transform to the cover of night now in order to become a skinwalker they had to be initiated by like a secret society that required the evilest of deeds oftentimes it was the killing of a close family member a lot of times it was a sibling and once that task had been completed they were bestowed with these supernatural powers that would give them the ability to shapeshift into animals and this is originating from the navajo area so think um i guess southwest u.s arizona like arizona yeah. area flagstaff yeah and in the form of like coyotes wolves foxes cougars bears and so they would wear the skin of the animals that they would transform into so they would have a bunch of skins and they would take that skin and then they would become the skinwalker and in navajo culture they didn't wear the skins of any predatory animals like leather and like sheep and that was all fine but not of the predatory animals and they would just they, they would just like take possession of of, of the bodies of like human victims if a person were ever unlucky enough to like lock eyes with them and then they would do things or make them do and say things that they wouldn't otherwise and so I was like ooh, spooky so like I, I was like looking yeah. into whether or not what where are we at now like has anybody seen you know what's what's the whole story and I came up it was a status on, yeah. on skinwalkers <laughs> where are we in at? 2021 where are yeah. we at <laughs> on skinwalkers yes or no and so <laughs> I read of one account with this family who they had said they had some pretty pretty cool ties with the other side. You know, they all spooky stuff happens to them all the time and they have communicative powers and this kind of um, supernatural sense to the family. And they were being hunted in a car by a skinwalker. Like they didn't know what it was. They were driving like 55 miles per hour, which for all of our Canadians, they were driving like about ish. no 90, like closer to 90. Oh, like wow, eight, I was 80. not accurate. I probably should not be allowed to drive in the U.S. <laughs> I've just learned. I'm <laughs> Kim's like, what kind of highway is this? 55 miles per hour. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, it's about 88.51 uh, kilometers per hour. And they were being, like, tracked. And basically, they got to their hotel that everything was fine. But the following night that they were at this hotel, one of their kids saw what looked like men or like creatures trying to like climb the fence and trying to get near them but they couldn't for whatever reason and so they reached out to like a navajo elder and you know they asked like what what the heck was this you know and 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 she had told them that you know most likely you were being tracked by a skinwalker and and the family was like why us like you know we're from they were like from another part of the u.s and they were moving and yeah she said that they were after you know their supernatural powers and i was like ooh. <laughs> Ooh, 
interesting. <laughs> those are those are my two favorites, and you know, I, I think they're more. Yeah, they're they're good urban legends. I I think they're not even legends. I feel like they're real. But anyways, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> okay, so I do have one that's actually Canadian. I came across it uh, the other day, and I thought that I would pick that one for my favorite. But before I get to that one, did you ever hear about the whole lights out thing where there was like, it was rumored that gang members basically drove around with their headlights out as part of like an initiation for new members. And then they'd wait for you to be driving down the road and flash your headlights at them to like, let them know that theirs aren't on. And as soon as you did that, you were the first person to, to like alert them to their headlights not being on was the target of them like murdering them. Oh my basically. god. And okay, when I tell you, I have believed this since like <laughs> well, I learned to drive. And when I was looking up or you know, urban legends and just kind of like reading and stuff, I come across this and I'm like, hold on a second. You're telling me this isn't real and I've been driving around believing it literally since I was 16. But apparently it was so believed that even the, I don't know if it was like the Minister of Defense, but like the Ontario provincial government, all the members of parliament were like alerted to this. It spread all through Canada, all through the US and I think through Mexico with people believing that it was real. Again, I have literally believed it my whole life and I'm just finding out now that it is actually not true and it was an urban legend. That's terrifying. And I, but I feel like that one's so I'm like, I'm never telling anybody that they're out. <laughs> Why drive safe? You're on I'm your just own. Driving around like an asshole, not telling anybody because like I don't want to get murdered. That blew my mind. Back to my Canadian story. This one doesn't, there's no like warning attached to it or like superstition. Right. It originated in Toronto. Lower Bay Station was a part of like the TTC subway system and it was only ever open for like a super short time. I think six months was like the total and it's been officially closed since 1966. Long time. The station itself and like the tunnels that like surround it, obviously like they still exist and they're often used for things like filming movies and stuff like when they want to make it look like the New York subway because I believe it's illegal to film in the New York subway system so like they I'm go to surprised. other countries yeah and when there isn't something being filmed in it people have actually entered it you know during those quieter hours and have reported seeing a lady in red Ooh. uh looking like she's about to go to like a you know like a social gathering or something she's in this red flay dress she has no feet and apparently no eyes and she glides up and down the platform. She's said not to be malicious, but a lot of people have heard her singing to herself at night. I just thought that was super interesting because people have also questioned like what she's doing there and how she ended up there because the station was only open for six months. It seems kind of odd that like the ghost of a woman would even be haunting a place that was only open for such a short period of time. You'd think there would be if something had happened to someone there, you'd think there'd be record of it because it was only open for okay. like a couple months. And anyways, people were saying that it would make more sense to be like the ghost of like maybe someone who was working on the subway system or something, which would be at that time period be in. Um, but yeah, so it's okay, not well, open to the hold public. On, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Spoiler alert for anybody who is planning on watching the movie Soul, which I wanted to like it, but I didn't. But anyways, so I wonder if it's one of those cases where, like, could she have fallen in? Is that a thing? And then she died, and then <laughs> maybe she's she goes still through the, the she went through party. a manhole. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was super interesting. And like, like, I, you know, there aren't many, like, you know, New York City has like the whole alligators in the subway system, urban legend and stuff. That one's real. Like, that one's for real, real. But I mean, like, <laughs> t- Toronto. 
<laughs> Toronto is also like home to a lot of kooky people. You know, nothing nothing brings up the kookiness as Toronto. Like I've been to I've been to a lot of big cities, but somehow I'm like, how is Toronto winning this? You know, we we lose <laughs> at a lot, but this one <laughs> we can't be beat. <laughs> so who yeah knows? no there are but yeah i should also mention that the subway station if anyone's thinking of going it is actually closed to the public but they do open it occasionally for like nuit blanche which is like an art festival oh, which is so uh, and canadian music week and apparently they did like a special event there one time where like they like showcase like they pulled up two trains and you could see like clips from all the different movies that had been filmed there oh that's which is really cool. That is cool yeah i thought that was really cool but that's my toronto urban legend for you yeah and like so okay going back to I guess superstitions and urban legends like this kind of got me thinking of I was reading something and it was talking about you know where do we we learn so you learn some of your superstitions from your mom and stuff I think a lot of mine were picked up from like school and it's interesting how this idea of the playground being the original source you know where did you learn about many of the things like legends you know, you learn from them about school. And it got me thinking of, I have another like Canadian based story. So in grade six, we went on like a, it was like three or four day trip to a camp called Muskoka Woods. And Muskoka from where we were living was like three, three. I think I've been to Muskoka Woods. Yeah, it's really fun. They, they do such a good job there. And there's like a campfire yeah. night and they tell yeah. scary stories, which like why, why we're in the forest away like quite far from any main road where they tell a bunch of sixth graders scary stories is beyond me but I remember (laughs) this story that they told where basically they had so I think the the camp opened in the either 79 or 69 so like a while back but before that it was just kind of like private land and you know in the in the 20th century Muskoka was still being developed like there's parts of it that were popular but it was really like a vast area of like wilderness and there were these like scouts and they were making a trek so there's a main road and it took three days to get from the main road to this like camp area or whatever and when they were there they were doing a bunch of different things and one of the members of their camp was acting kind of weird or like one of the scouts was acting a little bit weird and it said that he I could be completely wrong. So if anybody went to Muskoka Woods and remembers this story, please let us know because I'm just kind of, you know, I'm pulling this from from a long time ago. What I remember was that he went off in the woods and they couldn't find him for like a whole day. And that night they had a fire and he came back and he was said to be like 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 a wild animal and he was possessed and he was trying to kill them. And so somehow they were able to just like grab the bare necessities and they made the three-day hike back to the main road in nine hours because this this person was, was chasing them and he was never heard from again. Ooh, scary. <laughs> the thing is, like, that can, like, really affect... When you're a kid... In like, a fucking forest? You, I, yeah, like, and just, like, generally, you're so gullible. I feel like there's a certain age where you just accept everything as, like, the truth because you just, like, don't understand the concept that, like, somebody could not be telling you the truth. (laughs) I remember I have this, like, vivid memory of being in like my senior kindergarten class and I came to school and I had just gone to like a birthday party on the weekend and I got this loop bag with a yin yang necklace in it and I was wearing 
this necklace and this boy came up to me and Christian Wigglesworth if you're listening I haven't seen you since I was five years old (laughs) but like you this has haunted me he was like don't you know that like the two sides of that necklace pop out and they'll slice you up I never wore that necklace again because I was so scared that they were just gonna like randomly fly out one day and just like chop me up (laughs) the opposite of tranquility and peace inner peace yeah yeah nothing to do with the actual meaning of yin yang he was like yeah those are used by like ninjas and stuff and (laughs) they're gonna get you you should probably stop wearing it and I was like you're so right I should absolutely stop wearing this (laughs) try to explain to your mom after and then he's gonna yeah like I can't I can't wear <laughs> I believed it. I was like, that's fact. Like, thank you so much for telling me before something <laughs> terrible happened to me. At least that's like a small thing. And I wonder from like a psychology point of view, that'd be a really cool question to ask a psychologist about, you know, the the comfort and superstitions. Like you said, that it's a control thing. So if you have any of the impulse control like disorders, if that's associated to a higher belief in superstitions and stuff, right? But and it's funny because like you know we're just kind of wrapping this up and it's it's been an interesting it's been an interesting one when i was doing a lot of the research for this there's there's a lot going on in the u.s and like i'm currently watching highly recommend on netflix it's like ufo declassified information it's a very good show but you know there's there's a lot going on in the u.s and you know when i was (laughs) when i was researching a lot of these things and so many urban legends are coming from different parts of the U.S. I didn't even touch on Sasquatch, which real or not real? Oh, I feel like there's a right or wrong answer to this. I'm going to say not real. Oh, but wrong, Kim. He's definitely real. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so the laugh after? While I was... I know. Okay. <laughs> while, I, while I was kind of researching, then I stumbled upon state slogans that have been used for like advertising purposes so like not i cannot stress enough how these are not the official like state motto advert these are like what you'd find on like a t-shirt or like a mug and okay they had me hollering so for the last (laughs) little segment before our fellow math i want you to guess the state motto and I, I kind of chose, there's a lot of them, and I kind of chose ones that aren't, like, too incredibly stereotypical, but just, like, funny enough that you're okay. like, ha obviously. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I'll, honestly, also, if you're setting me up, because I set you up with that word one to fail, that, like, may, I no, make this it one's all pretty good. wrong, but, like, this okay. pretty good. I, okay. I, I read them through to, to my, my testers beforehand just to see how hard, because I don't need to traumatize you with very difficult, obscure you know mottos but and also for our our u.s listeners hey guys follow us on instagram because we see how many of you are listening from the u.s but i'm gonna have a look through our followers here yeah for some reason for some reason nobody wants to follow us on instagram so like good content okay are you ready number one yeah okay no shoes no shirt no problem florida (laughs) alabama Oh, okay. You know what? Both of those check out (laughs) for for me. (laughs) Okay. Um, First line of defense from the Canadians. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah, pull up a map. Pull up a map because some of these... Yeah, I I might need to because, like, I'm, like, about to say something that's going to be, like, in the Midwest. (laughs) And I'm, like, like, you're an idiot. New Mexico. They have to move move through eight states before... (laughs) I'm going to go with Minnesota. Close. Montana. Michigan. 
damn it but I what like- they have like a body of water excuse me no 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 i like how it's the they have canadians like- as if the canadians yeah. are a threat by any means yeah i would also argue that michigan is quite low and first line of defense would be more of a montana situation yeah. or technically minnesota or maine well but you have to think of who who's the most volatile of of the canadian provinces i don't know if i can say it's manitoba or saskatchewan or alberta or bc you know as you move further west the more chill that they get slash the more people you find there's like six people in manitoba and like seven in saskatchewan and (laughs) stereotypes true (laughs) but yeah no that's i thought that was funny the canadians okay ready come happy leave broke oh uh nevada yes very good okay nice vegas <laughs> my sister when i asked her she's like vegas i was like that's not a state yeah. moron <laughs> <laughs> okay small yes but we know what to do with it oh funny um <laughs> <laughs> hold on let me think about this mm, i want to say like vermont <laughs> close i think new jersey rhode island oh uh, okay so yeah. like i was i was like a little you, bit you close. were you were in the general yeah upper upper east side of, of the yeah. u.s but yeah rhode island is is the smallest state too so i think that that was okay a very funny pp joke um okay as <laughs> as seen on tv new york california oh okay okay you got yes. this one okay you ready <laughs> i think you got the the next three for jerseys okay 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 senior citizen discounts available florida you got it ding 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 nice nailed it. one of them would be florida <laughs> belt there's like two zones of florida there's like the like miami senior citizen <laughs> there's like seniors and then there's like some weirds happening and like both of them are very florida or i'm like, sorry if anyone's listening from florida like <laughs> keep listening but i feel like keep, they please would please keep listening we love you you just have a really weird state <laughs> and like pitbull pitbull's a thing i guess in florida and miami you know that As whole scene of <laughs> mr worldwide yeah <laughs> he is he is all over but he is based in florida <laughs> okay so uh belt buckles as big as your head texas texas and this one I have a personal funny connection to because I was addicted to this show for quite some time. Um, as okay. seen on Cops. Oh, you would be addicted to Cops. <laughs> cops and, and Live PD, which is like, I, I we never watched the actual show. We would just watch hours on YouTube of, of just, just, you know, and everyone's like, it's fake, you know, and, and but I was like, this is, it's just ridiculous. Oh, I've never seen. Okay, I want, I want to say Illinois. <laughs> Tennessee. Damn it. I was hoping for like a Chicago vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. But I feel like in Chicago, they're they're pretty... I feel like if it was like a mob-related thing, I feel like that's the stereotype between Chicago and New York, right? Like that's where, that's where True, the, the yeah. mobsters come to play. There's... I'll give you a bonus one. Okay. Come to freeze your balls off. Alaska. Yeah, Alaska. Nice. <laughs> okay. So that concludes the first segments i guess of the show so now it's time for the film ad segment for the film ad today I, we were kind of talking about wouldn't it be funny if we could you know find a story that sounds like an urban legend but then it's not and my mom is like every other mom is a serial facebooker now which you know <sighs> just a long side but 
she posted this this really interesting like little factoid and i was like sometimes i fact check her because i'm like mom <laughs> don't just post <laughs> stupid shit that you don't know if it's true or not but this one i was surprised to find was real and well i'm so, glad you found like a funny real one because i was looking for like you know a funny true legend and they were all just like horrifying like <laughs> if you google like urban legends that turned out to be true they're all just super scary and i was like this is not the vibe maybe that's that a halloween episode let's just scare, yeah scare i got some i got some good ones but i'm like some of these i'm just like wait this is just sad that it's <laughs> like that this was true <laughs> okay so this one so the story is the baboon who worked the railroad and never made a mistake. Love it. Okay. Perfectionist baboon. On a day in the 1800s, a peg-legged railway signalman named James Edwin Wide was visiting a buzzing South African market, and he witnessed something pretty surreal. It was a baboon driving an ox cart. And so he's, like, super impressed by, like, the primate's skills, and so he bought him, named him Jack, and made him his pet and personal assistant. Which, like, I'm not for animal labor, but the story is pretty cool. And it was the 1800s, and I want to say they didn't know any better, or we've come a long way. Anyway, so he needed help, and years earlier, he had lost both of his legs in, like, a work accident, and it made his half-mile commute to the train station really difficult. One of the first things that he trained Jack to do was to push him to and from work in a small trolley. Soon, Jack was really into helping him with household chores, like sweeping the floors and taking out the trash. But it was the signal box where Jack truly shined. And as trains approach, basically like a, a railway switch, they all toot their whistle at a specific, like specific number of times, and that alerts the signalman, or at least it used to, now it's all you know digital, of which tracks to change. So by just watching his owner do it, Jack was able to pick up the pattern and he began tugging on the levers himself. And it got to the point where you know, wide, like James Wide, was able to like kick back and relax as as Jack was doing all the switching of the rails. And so he had trained the baboon to such perfection that he was able to sit in his cabin stuffing birds, which I guess was a hobby back in the 1800s. Like like stuffing birds is in like making a turkey dinner or stuffing birds is in like taxidermy? Taxidermy, taxidermy. Okay. Because I don't know if you could make enough stuffed bird if that would make sense maybe it would make sense i I, i'm pretty sure it's like taxidermy anyways no i'm sure it is too it seems weird to be making like a lot of like and i'm hungry cam why are you (laughs) i'm sorry i'm gonna go stuff a quail real quick um (laughs) anyway so just have a quail on deck (laughs) you know what i want to do for thanksgiving this year i want to instead of doing a turkey i want to do like pheasant or like quail and everybody gets an individual bird or like a, a a game a cornish game hen or something i think that would be really fun it is a culinary pursuit. So Yeah, that would be cute. Yeah, right? I think it would be really good. I'm just hungry right now. Oh, my God. While he was stuffing his birds, then Jack was outside, and he was pulling the levers and, and doing all the points. So one day, like a, a bougie, posh kind of train passenger is staring out the window, and they literally have a heart attack when they see that it's not a person, but it's a, it's a baboon. It's a monkey who is manning the gears, and they freaked out. They complained to the railway authorities. But rather than fire wide, which I feel like is the difference, you know, between now and and back then, they decided to resolve the complaint by testing the baboon's abilities. And they came away astonished. So Jack knew the signal whistle as well as as um, as Y did. 
and all the leapers and he was really like fond of his of his master and basically what they did is they would test him and they tested him with like a series of different tests and he literally got them all perfect right and he really enjoyed doing this and so then he was given an official employment number and he was paid 20 cents a day and half a bottle of beer weekly which that's another violation that I don't even want to think about (laughs) but he he worked the rails for nine years without ever making a mistake and it's evidence that perfectionism may be more than just a human condition cute yeah and jack jack passed away in 1890 after developing like tuberculosis which i was like oh jack after liver failure from his (laughs) weekly beer well apparently monkeys (laughs) actually i need to look this up but apparently monkeys can't handle okay so a lot of animals get drunk you know just from fermented fruit and stuff so there there are a few animals who do partake (laughs) in the bottle of fermented fruit <laughs> and or but i just thought that was you know if somebody told me that that's literally my first reaction i was like mom this is full of shit like what are you, what are you posting mm-hmm. this so i was happily surprised to to find this story but yeah so i that concludes this episode that concludes our philomath segment we can't wait to hear about your superstitions and and you know the urban legends that have given you the creepy crawlies yeah please come tell us on instagram and we're looking at you american listeners if if you want to come and say hi uh, and tell us what state you're from and what your state motto would be <laughs> yeah. if it was put on a t-shirt. Our Instagram is at at wits end podcast. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please give us a rate and a review. Five stars, no less. And, and we'll love you forever. And the last little bit of news, we did announce it um, a couple episodes ago. But this is a reminder that we will be hosting our launch party in Waterloo, Ontario at Button Factory Arts on October 23rd from 1 to 4 p.m. There'll be food, drinks, and lots of fun. Tickets are... <laughs> yeah, t- <laughs> tickets are now available. You can message us on Instagram, again, at, at Wits End Podcast, or on either of our personal Instagrams if you're someone who follows us and knows us in real life. And yeah, we'll get you set up with a ticket, and we hope to see you there. Yeah, we can't wait. Bye-bye!